This morning is kind of a first for us. We've called it um, a, our community service. And this is kind of the reasoning behind it. We've come this morning to worship in Fitzroy from lots of varied geographical locations. Some folk come into this area for church things. Some folks work in this locality. Some live in the neighborhood, but probably none of us knows all there is to know about our area. And if we're serious about Fitzroy being a Christian family who wants to show Jesus' love to those around us, it would be important for us maybe to learn a bit more about our community, to meet some of the folk who work here and serve the community, to find out if there are specific ways in which we as a church can be supportive, and also to take the time to pray with them both today and also for them in the future. So we're very grateful to the two people that we have kind of encouraged and invited to come along this morning. We'd also asked if somebody could have come from the local PSNI or from the community wardens, but this wasn't possible today. So instead of having five minutes, these guys are allowed seven. Okay, so this is really big and generous. So we're going to hand over to Muriel and Elma, who will introduce us to um, the folks who work in this community. So as part of thinking of our community, I would like to introduce Paul Bell, who is head teacher in Botanic Primary School, and to ask him to tell us a bit about Botanic Primary School, the challenges the school faces, and how we as a congregation can help support you and, and the school. So hand over to Paul. Thank you, Muriel. Well, I've been asked to speak a little bit about my job. And sometimes I wonder actually what my job is, because it seems to encompass an awful lot of things. So I've taken as an outline the acrostic botanic to try and give you a flavour of what it is that I actually do on a day-to-day -day basis. First of all, we've got the buildings. As the head teacher, you're responsible for absolutely everything. Opening, closing, cleaning, maintenance, health and safety checks. Now, obviously, I don't do all of those, but I'm responsible for ensuring that they're all done. One of the other things that I do and have to keep an eye on is the school development plan, which I've called the Outlook. There are many aspects of that. What's the ethos of the school? What are the plans for staff development? What are we doing in the school with regard to teaching and learning? What's going on with regards to the curriculum? And obviously there are many ways that I monitor that, including looking at uh, children's work, visiting classrooms, doing formal observations, etc. Which brings me on to the teachers, and they are a vital part of our community. They are the people who have face-to-face -face contact with the children all day, every day, and I have a very dedicated uh, group of teachers in place. Obviously, I have to review them, and one of the major aspects of the job are getting the right appointments in place because these are the people that actually teach your children in your community. We have an appointment uh, coming off at the moment and I would ask you to pray for that. Obviously then, a lot of my time is spent in the office and administration. Not part of the job I particularly enjoy, but we get an awful lot of paperwork and sometimes I groan when I see the postman coming up with 
several elastic bands around stuff that I have to go through, but that's all a necessary part of the job. We've also got all the administration surrounding the transfer procedure. And again, that's something that I would ask you to pray for because primary six parents especially are asking me what's going to happen to our children next year. I'm a primary six parent myself. I don't fully know, but it's obviously up to me to give people as much information as I can to use that vital time in a child's life as they move from primary to secondary education. I've called N nurture because there's no point trying to teach a child that's hungry. Uh, we have, and we do have to, on occasion, feed the children when they come to us in the morning. We have children coming to us with many problems, children with social problems, and intervention comes from social services. We have children with behavioural issues that also need to be nurtured, and that can be a major challenge. But above all, we're about individuals. Individuals looking at each child as an individual. Many of you out there, I'm sure, are parents, but you don't need to be a parent to know that your little Jimmy is the most important person in the world uh, to you, and you want to make sure that they have a very full education, but a, a full experience of the social and moral issues. Everything that surrounds school, embodying physical education, etc. So we want to make sure that the children are happy that they are secure, and it's obviously my job to check their individual attainments, to see where, as a school, we could do better, and to self-evaluate and channel that into the school development plan, so that, as a school, we're working actively at improvement at all times. Finally, we've got the community. Uh, we have a good relationship with the local police. Uh, they're in and out of the school. We have many other relationships with primary stakeholders in the community. Glad to be sharing this uh, service with Denise, who's a vital part of the community and helps us a lot at the school. We work with various charities like Bernardo's this year. We'll work with another charity next year. We work with the, the orchestra. We work with other schools. We work with businesses in the local community. They can be helpful to us. Uh, we even work with politicians and they can be tremendously helpful. But we're here this morning in Fitzroy, and if I could just take this opportunity to thank you as a church for the many ways in which you do indeed help us. Uh, you've sent us volunteers round. I've seen some of them in church this morning here, and we're very grateful for all that our volunteers do. We do apologize for the amount of time it takes for us to check you. It's about four months at the minute whenever people volunteer before we can actually let you into the school, but you will appreciate that all of those checks are necessary. And for those of you who are patient and do come into the school, we really do thank you. We have Whitney and Chris coming into school on a weekly basis. You've already seen Whitney this morning, but Whitney and Chris are a very vital part of our school, and they are basically sharing Christ's love within the school in a very meaningful way. We thank you for the use of your building. I know we've been around for a concert, and in, in other ways, I know we plan to make further use with your permission of the building in the future. But finally, I was challenged this morning. Thank you, Natalie, for your reading. I had done a quick search to find where the passage was about when were we hungry, when did we feed you, etc., when Jesus said that. 
and I'd aim to mention Matthew chapter 25. As a church, we want to thank you for the support you gave us, especially in the very trying time when we had a lot of children who presented who were hungry and we couldn't access funding from the Education and Library Board or the Department of Education to feed them. Thankfully, through prayer, etc., we have now rectified that situation to some extent. But at our time of need, you stood with us as a community. We want to thank you very much for the part that you played. Could you just, um, you mentioned a few things. What would be the main things you would like us to pray for, for you? And are there any other ways in which you feel the church can help Botanic and yourself? Well, I've mentioned a, a lot of ways in which you uh, have helped us. Uh, obviously, as a church, you are part of our governing body. Uh, Mrs. Joy Bell, one of your members, I'm not sure she's here this morning, uh, she's a governor and she's a very active governor uh, she knows what's going on she comes with me to uh, even meetings outside about funding issues uh, she's our child protection governor so you as a church have a role in the administration of the church and obviously uh, that's a very vital role which we'd want you to continue to assist us in our development I mentioned there the funding issue as a, a primary school we're funded uh, about 60%, 62% the way of the amount that secondary schools are funded. So funding issues are big issues with us at the minute. Uh, and that's obviously something we'd like uh, your support on as we try and advance our costs. That's just primary schools in general. Obviously I've mentioned our building. We want to do some work to the building because there are uh, well, it's in a state of disrepair in many ways. It's an old building, so we want to try and get that sorted out. But just as you, as a church, continue to support us in the administration through the Board of Governors, uh, through providing volunteers, obviously you've done that, but if there are any other people out there with skills that would like to come around and help us uh, in the school, perhaps even for an hour a week, that is always appreciated, and that can be in many different ways working with children who have English as an additional language, or just working, tidying up around the place. We've one guy who comes in and he'll do, he puts up shelves and helps us out on the maintenance end. <coughs> All of those things are appreciated. If you have a skill of any shape or form, we will make use of it, we can assure you. Uh, obviously you send us around Chris and Whitney, and that's uh, a vital part of your ministry within the school and we'd obviously want that to continue and develop. Uh, and as we have needs, if we can share those with you, like the feeding of the Roma children, when you really stepped up to the plate and helped us with funding on those particular issues. So I think just continuing the many ways in which you have been supporting us as we face challenges. Obviously one of the major challenges, as I mentioned, is uh, helping our primary six parents on their transition. Uh, that's a bit of a hodgepodge at the minute, and it leads to a lot of uncertainty, and that might be an issue you'd like to pray for. Okay, thank you. Last, um, Jimmy to come just would um, pray with you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunities that education brings to children and for the availability of um, 
good standard free education that we have here in Northern Ireland. Help us not to take this for granted, but prompt us to take an interest and prayerfully support um, the schools within our community. We pray particularly this morning for Paul and his staff and his pupils at Botanic um, Primary School. And we pray for the many challenges such as funding, new buildings, the need um, for new appointments of teachers that the school faces. We pray also for the staff as they teach children of many different races, languages and with such differing needs and abilities. Lord, we pray that each child um, would be allowed to reach its fullest potential and that you would cater um, for their needs um, through, through Paul and his, his staff. Lord, we pray that the teachers might remain motivated and um, as they face the stresses that teaching brings. We pray also that for children, parents and teachers as they face uncertainty about the future transfer arrangements, that um, Paul would help um, provide um, information for, for the families. And Lord, we pray um, for Paul himself, that he would provide sound leadership um, for his staff. We pray that you would nurture him, that you would sustain him, and you would help him as he lives out his Christian life in the community of Botanic School. Amen. I'd like to introduce you now to Denise Wright, who is also someone who's working for the benefit of people in the community around Fitzroy. So Denise, can I ask you to tell us what you do and what your job involves? Thank you. Um, I sort of know a lot of you from the past, from my pastoral role in City Church over about nine or ten years, but I'm currently now working as Race Relations Coordinator for South Belfast. And we have in South Belfast what's called South Belfast Roundtable on Racism. And it was set up way back at the beginning of 2004, when you might remember there were a lot of racist attacks when we first had healthcare staff coming in from overseas to, to work here. So I now coordinate that roundtable, which is a group of 70 different representatives from community voluntary, statutory, faith, political, minority, ethnic groups and pretty much anybody who's anybody in South Belfast and acting within the communities involved in it. We meet once every three months at the Equality Commission just to talk about where there might be tensions in terms of race relations, what are the positives, what are the negatives, what are the kind of proactive things we need to do to tackle racism and promote diversity. So that's, that's the round table, but out of that there are other groups, there's a good relations group and we have lots of initiatives, so I coordinate something at the minute called the Shared History Project that we do with the Ulster People's College, where we're bringing together people from all the different communities across South Belfast to see how they came to live here. So we've done the Donegal Pass long-term community, we've looked at that with the elderly Chinese community who first came here in the 1960s, we've done it with 
the newer Polish migrant worker community. We've just recently done it in Annadale with the newer Chinese migrants who've come from mainland China. We're about to start it with the refugees and asylum seekers in the markets. So everybody tells their story of how they came to live in this part of Belfast. And we meet and we talk about it. We have an exhibition. It helps people share their stories, hear where each other are coming from. Um, we also do a lot of, sort of more hands-on good relations work. A lot of you will have heard about the attack that happened in Donegal Road last Friday. We've been doing a lot of work in the village for a long time, as well as some of the other communities. And we meet there with the police, the local community reps, and some of the minority ethnic reps every three weeks to see what's going on in the community and if there are tensions and if there are problems, we, we do something proactive to, to deal with it at an early stage rather than let things get to the stage where there, there might be an attack. And that significantly reduced the number of incidents. The one we saw last week, you know, it, it, it's very, very disappointing for the community as well as for the, the poor guy who was involved. But three or four years ago, people in the area would have said, well, those things happen. Now, when that happened, the bits you don't hear in the Nolan show are that the local community all call around to see him, to say this is, there's nobody behind this, these are thugs, we want them caught, we will support the police in tackling this. And the, the attitude is very different to what it used to be. I deliver lots of training, which I love. Um, the next two weeks I'm doing all of the Donegal Road Primary School and the After Schools Club, going to a lot of women's groups, going to church groups. Um, deliver training for the police, deliver training for the council. So there's a lot of that going on and if anybody's interested, there's free training every month for anybody living or working or worshipping in South Belfast along a whole range of issues. So that's great work. I, I absolutely love the training side of things. We've been working with the schools, um, been working particularly with Botanic where they've seen a lot of children coming in um, from in different countries and one of the things that we do a lot of is sort of myth busting you hear a lot of the particularly with the downturn in the economy people saying well they're coming people are coming they're taking our jobs they're taking our houses they're, they're taking our women that's what I hear as well um, but trying to sort of bust a lot of those myths I mean if, if you come from one of the A8 countries Eastern European countries unless you've worked here a full year and paid tax and national insurance you can't get any public money which means that if somebody loses a job, they very often lose their home. At any given time, we've probably about 100 migrant workers living in the streets of Belfast with no means of getting home, no means of getting housing, no money for food. And people don't understand that. And you know, just looking around, I know a lot of people here have been involved in Embrace, which is the churches group that I'm involved in as well. And the churches are the people who are meeting those problems money's been given in and I'm actually, I actually am treasurer and embrace, so I know what comes in, I know who it comes from and a lot comes from, from this, this community, of, you know, this faith community and it's very much appreciated. But one of the things that I found a real blessing, I go to a lot of different meetings, been to meetings at the Children's Commissioner, been to meetings with the Council of the Migrant Workers Forum and when these issues come out about destitution, people say, who's meeting the needs? The government aren't, who's meeting it? And time after time, people say it's the churches in South Belfast are meeting it. And it's such a witness. And I wish we didn't have to meet it, but we do. But it's a real blessing. And that's somewhere where people could, you know, could be encouraged to, to give because it really is, is a big help. 
for some of the other groups, particularly the A2, the Romanian and Bulgarian groups, they have even less access. Many of them aren't even allowed to work. Unless they've come in a particular scheme, they're not allowed to work, which is why you see many of them around the streets, which is why some of the children turn up at school with no food. Those children still, although they're getting school dinners now, those at secondary school have no help with their bus fares. And if a parent is earning £30-35 a week selling the Belfast Telegraph, how are they going to pay the children to get to schools? We're battling with, you know, working with the board, battling with the board and the institutions to see if we can get some of those things sorted. So there's a whole raft of stuff going on. One of the most exciting things is I've just found out this week that it looks like we're getting Piece 3 funding from the council and with the backing of OFM, DFM, the Racial Equality Unit, to start a new integration project for South Belfast. And we're going to run what's going to be called the Belfast Friendship Club. It sounds really twee, but it does what it says in the tin. And we're going to run it out of Common Grounds Cafe. So every Thursday night, starting the end of March, it's going to be an open evening. If somebody new has come to Belfast, they don't know anybody. They're going to say, come along here and meet people. We're all going to be in the same boat. Everybody's welcome to come along to that. That's, that's people who've lived here all their lives, as well as newcomers. But one of the things I want to do out of that is maybe encourage people from the local churches to offer an open house for new people coming in. So many people say to me, I've been here two years and I've never been to a Northern Ireland person's house for something to eat. They've never, nobody's ever invited me around. Many of you here will have experience of short-term and long-term mission and know the hospitality you receive abroad. Many people come here hearing we're hospitable and not experiencing it. So I think that's going to be an exciting, hopefully it's going to be an exciting project if it comes off. We are also um, been running South Belfast Inclusion Festival last year where all the local communities um, were able to to do, to do something with money we got through the council to celebrate diversity in their own area. Every community came on board with that and did something. And we're going to replicate that again this year. I would love it if churches got on board and did some, some events around that. We had a multicultural party every year for the past few years in the Holy Land as part of Street Reach. Um, and we're hoping to replicate that this year as well. And we're hoping to take a Habitat for Humanity South Belfast team away. So people from Catholic backgrounds, Protestant backgrounds and minority ethnic backgrounds all fundraising together. So there's a real, what I'm doing, there's a real breadth of work and some of it can be really difficult and challenging when the race attacks and you see the impact on people's lives and other bits can be great fun. I get to eat loads of really good food. I've put a stone and a half on since I started this job and it, that's absolutely fantastic. But it, there's such a mix from some people you hear what a wonderful welcome and wonderful experience they've had coming to live in Northern Ireland and from others you hear really tragic, very sad stories. So that's probably a very broad over, overview of what I do but we do have a good relations subgroup and an education subgroup um, that I coordinate but there's a lot of work to be done. We're very much evolving but all of anybody who's lived here all their life will see the massive change there's been in South Belfast over the past five or six years and I think it makes us a lot richer and the new people come and bring a lot to us and I suppose one of my favourite passages in scriptures it's where in Hebrews we're told not to forget to entertain strangers because in doing so some may entertain angels and if you think of angels as messengers from God when you bring in new people 
every time I meet somebody new or hear something new, God speaks to me and changes me through it. So I'd encourage you to, to do that. That's great. Thank you. Um, it sounds like there's a real mix of encouragement, but also a lot of challenges as well. Can we ask you then just to uh, outline maybe the specific support that we could offer you here in Fitzroy, and then some things that you'd like us to pray for? I think in, in terms of specific support, I mean, not just as a church community, but you're all working and living and doing things out in the communities. If anybody knows anywhere that needs training, I can help provide training in whatever way it's needed. Um, I, I think building in some of the stuff around race relations and, and being welcoming, you know, in the children's work, um, you know, in, in the stuff the women are doing and what the men are doing, you seem, you know, I know you're a warm, welcoming community, but to extend that a bit further, um, to be involved once the Friendship Club starts, 